the way I see or view AI is as a tool, you know, to increase productivity, optimize my workflow as a composer and figure out ways to use it to my advantage. That is what I see AI as. I don't see it as a threat. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Music Is My Business podcast. Shout out to everybody in the stream. We back for another live Q&A. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do so I can see who's in the building, man. Excited to be back. It's been like a couple weeks since I've been able to stream live, but we are back. Dariano Productions, I see you. What's good, bro? Hope all is well. But yeah, super, super excited to be back, man. We were at NAMM this past weekend, which was super dope, and then the I forget what we were doing the week before that, but it was something. But Nam was cool. I was a part of a dope sync panel there. The joint was just like it was insane, man. Like so, we had <clears throat> we had a room, right? <laughs> it gave us a room. The capacity of the room was, I think, it was like around a hundred. And then they let like an extra fifty people in, so there was like people in the back of the room standing up. But this is the thing, though over 600 and some people like i think like if you look in the app it was like close to 700 people that registered for this particular sync class that that we put on shout out to my guy the fingers for putting this like adventures of sync group together like it was crazy so yeah once they hit 150 they started turning people away and you just couldn't get in and they weren't streaming it so it was crazy, but it was super dope, man. You know, a lot of people got a lot of value out of it. So it was dope. Let me see who else we got in the building, man. We got Will. Can't wait for the NAM recap. Yeah, yo, yeah, we, we definitely going <laughs> to talk about it. Will Harvey, what's good? Good to see you. Team Dope in the building. LW says, that fake plant grew. P.S. Thanks for the gift you sent. No doubt. Yeah, my fake plant. This is a fake plant that grows artificially. <laughs> So shout out to fake plants. They they never die. Let's see. Avengers of Sync. Yeah, it it was it was insane, man. And then funny story. So I was <laughs> I was legit late to the panel. So th I, there's no excuse. Apparently I underestimated the time I needed to get there. And you know, I was in route, I was on time, and then I missed the exit. And me missing that exit added like more time to to the drive and I ran into traffic. And then once I got to the convention center, the parking situation was insane. Like the entire like every street surrounding the, the convention center traffic was super slow. So to even get into a parking lot, like there was a wait at every light. And it just made me even more like I was like I was at least like 15 minutes late. It was a, it was just it was like, why, why, right? Why, bro? Why didn't you leave an hour earlier? So, yeah. So now I know not to play around with that uh, with that Nam traffic that convention because it's like the convention center and you got like Disneyland and all that stuff all in the same area. 
So it was crazy, man. But yeah, I tried to I tried to slide in. My guy Daraj shouted me out. He's like, "Yo, is that Clint?" I'm like, "Oh man." So this is not going to be as smooth and low key as I hoped. But <clears throat> it was good, man. I got to chop it up with a lot of people afterwards. We answered questions. Got to meet my guy November James. He was in the building. Who else did I, I get to meet? I got to meet oh man, a, a bunch of a bunch of you all from the stream from Instagram took a few pictures met some some other dope people in in our you know production music space so it's it's been pretty dope life l legit like it just does not stop michael connor music is in the building what's good but yeah if you guys have questions definitely drop them in the chat but nam 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 so this was my first nam and from what everybody says like they were only like half capacity or something this year and it was still over. It was still a lot of people. So I can't even imagine what that joint is like at like full capacity. Like it was a lot, man. Like you got you got a lot of the booths and then you have classes like you. There's no way you can make everything. I missed a, a couple of the workshops that I had, you know, kind of had on my schedule. Just, you know, hanging out with with the people. Um but it's a lot connected with a lot of brands got to see some cool gear it wasn't like a lot of new stuff like a lot of the brands that were out there like it was just stuff that has already been out like the the couple brands that i did see new stuff from was antelope audio they got some which they actually just launched like while they were at or started advertising while while we were at nam they got some new monitors coming out and the guy was like breaking down the like what these joints do in the specs and i was like yo that's kind of it's kind of insane but they got some new monitors out big eight inch joints like i think they got like two tweeters in there or something for whatever reason like he explained i really didn't under <laughs> really didn't understand what he was talking about so they got some new monitors out k multimedia like they've already announced like their new line of monitors which they look and sound great um they got a new like a new white pair that looked pretty dope too what else? Like, yeah, I didn't really see too much. Like, SSL, you know, they were just kind of showing the stuff that, again, is just already out, their controller and things like that. So it wasn't nothing, like, crazy. Sound Toys, they were talking about a new their new plug-in, so we got to see that in action. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. And there was, like, two buildings. I also missed Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder was in the building. Apparently, like, the last day. I don't know how I miss this dude walking in like i mean he's kind of hard to miss with the whole entourage of security and all that stuff but i miss stevie wonder so i don't know we'll have to try again next year so yeah what were you the most impressed with at nam what was i the most impressed with there wasn't there was nothing like astonishingly astonishingly impressive as, as far as gear, like, everything was, like, I mean, it was nothing, like, crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, this is next level. I didn't see anything like that or that made me feel that way. I did. I went to this food truck, though, and I got this. I got a chicken sandwich and some fries. They put sugar on the fries. Absolutely horrible choice to put sugar on fries i don't know why there was sugar on the fries there wasn't sugar on the chicken sandwich the chicken sandwich didn't have that much flavor as well 
but they put sugar on the flat flat like I ate it. I'm like, man, like, you know, you know, I'm not thinking about it, but I'm like, something was different about the fry. So I was like, let me get let me get a couple more. Like, let me let me bring this back one time and see like what what's going on. Cause I didn't fully understand it with that first that first fry or two. And then I ate the third, the fourth fry. And I was like, nah, no, this isn't this, this is not the way it's supposed to be. I want my fries salty, man. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. So I had, yeah, sweet fries. This is weird. Like sugar on the fries. It was like, ah, it was weird. I did not see the Expressive E Osmos keyboard. I did see Rhodes new Rhodes. So it's it's basically it's like their, you know, you know, vintage <clears throat> suitcase electric piano or whatever it has effects on it that you can apply in real time which is kind of it was kind of cool like i personally don't know if i would use those effects because i just i don't know i just like straight roads like none of the extra you know extra effects and stuff like that but it looked dope like it was like this nice orange so it looked dope that was cool I thought they were going to show the MPC XL. Nah, not at all. I don't even think Akai, I don't even think they had a booth there. Like, there was like a lot of, like you had your few like, you know, big popular audio brands, but there were a lot that, that, you know, just wasn't there. So that was interesting. Never heard of sugar fries. It, and it's, it's something that should never, <laughs> should have never happened, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Akai was never never there that's the thing lw like it it wasn't even like a funnel cake fry like funnel cake i love funnel cake i'll eat that all day and night there's a movie theater that we go to they have funnel cake fries amazing i get them every time but these were like regular fries with seasoning and sugar it was like it's like let's throw some lorries on there but then let's also throw this sugar on there it was like why would you do that so it was weird let's see if i have a tune on company called funky jam which is earning royalties and then i pitch it to company b who register it as a different title with my pro what happens on company a so company a and company b both have to be non-exclusive if they register it as a different title then you'll see you'll probably see well depending on what kind of royalties those are but you'll probably you'll see royalties for both titles like once company b starts placing that title b then you'll see royalties under the title b and then the royalties that you're already earning you'll see usually you know you'll see those under like the the first company company a now sometimes depending on the kind of tracking that's that's going on sometimes you'll see royalties under the other title as well it just depends on how they're tracking that stuff but usually if they're going off cue sheets then they're just gonna you know credit those royalties to the title that was on the cue sheet so that's how that usually works and that's how that's how you know when when it was like a lot of non-exclusive companies around in sync that's how it would be done like they would just retitle it and then you know you know pitch it under that 
that new title so they kind of know who to pay and you know all that stuff publisher wise and writer well of course you're still going to get it as a writer either way but yeah dariano yo shout out to dariano got like another placement so shout out to him and, and oe man oe bangers getting these these sports placements out here but it's so it's so hard trying to figure out how to word it it's a super complex situation oh man yeah i guess if you if you find the words um yeah because i yeah sometimes it's just hard to <laughs> start to explain stuff so yeah Let's see. We got dimen dimensional rel relativity. What's good? Yeah, it was dope, man. I make music for movie and pims. Let's go. That's the elevator pitch. Word on LinkedIn is that you stole the show at Nam. I man, I hey, I didn't steal anything, man. I just I I unintentionally showed up late at the panel, <laughs> and then. I got I got shouted out as I was walking in. It's <laughs> trying to I was trying not to disturb the the existing conversation. I was just trying to shimmy on up there and just kind of quietly slide on the on the stage. And then yeah, just kind of it kind of went crazy from there. So let's see. Let me let me catch up here. let's see congrats yes yes indeed how long did it take you after you really put your foot on it <laughs> five years like so i went out i went out to la for a conference when was that it was like 2008 2009 that's when that's when i you know i was i learned about sync and i was like i need to learn more like this is what you know i really want to do it so from then it took five years before i got my first placement so yeah, so that was five years. So then after I got the first placement, then I wanted to turn it up another notch. So the year after that, I got 10, 10 placements. And then, yeah, since that first placement, I've been doing this for like, been getting placements for 10 years now. So it took it took a few years, you know, a solid five. I probably, somebody brought sync to my attention like two years before, I went to the conference in LA. So say I learned, say I heard about it 2006, 2008, I decided, okay, maybe I should look into this and start learning about it. And then another five years after that. So, you know, a total of about seven years from hearing about it to actually getting my first TV placement was how long it took. Mind you, wasn't a whole lot of resources out there. Nowhere near as much information as it is now on sync. So yeah it it it's different for everybody but i would hope you don't have to wait <laughs> seven years like i did to get that first one i've started pitching the cinematic afro beats album playlist praying for success and favor let's go definitely keep us posted i'm interested to see how that goes attended a master class of yours recently good to be back getting more knowledge let's go man appreciate you yeah, we got to run that master class back. I ran into somebody at Nam who who was there and yeah, they got a, a like a ton of value. So, we're going to do it again. I got to look at my calendar and see when we can do another like 4-hour, 5-hour if you were a VIP because that was that was fun, man. We had a, we had a good time. Beats for TV live. 
if you worked with a publisher who pitched to another publisher for placements, would it be okay to reach out to the pitching publisher if you no longer have ties to the original publisher? Hmm. If you no longer have ties, I would say, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do that if I was like working with the the publisher, you know, who, who they're pitching to. But yeah, if like if y'all cut ties, you know, now you, I mean, you go build your own relationship. Unless you signed an agreement that you know prevents you from doing so for whatever reason. But yeah, absolutely. When you first started, did you tweak your sound for sync or start making beats for sync from scratch? Oh, I absolutely tweaked my sound. Like I was doing a bunch of neo soul, R&B, pop stuff. I had to tweak my sound like a lot, especially because I, I used to love like ballads, you know, slow stuff. Um, and it just wasn't getting requested a lot in sync. So absolutely had to switch it up. That's what that that's what that five year period was, man. It was like learning how not to overproduce working on my mix and master and working on studying genres that work well for tv and then learning how to format it once like once i knew okay well this style gets these styles get used now i need to learn how to format it to optimize it for tv and then that's when my placements really started to to take off so yeah so if you don't want to wait like five to seven years like i did then i highly encourage you to enroll in the Road to Zen Placements course where I, you know, I teach the students how to do all those things in a very, very short period of time. It's, it's self-paced, but man, it will not take five to seven years for me to explain exactly what you need to do to increase your chances of getting your music placed. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. Link is in the description. Road to Placements.com. Nathaniel Jacobs, what do you think... Of all of all the talk with AI coming into sync and music, I knew this question was going to come up. I had it written down. I was like, "We're going to talk about this." Watch. So, um, let me let me put my I gotta put my phone. Do not disturb. I'm getting like hit blown up here. This is what I feel about AI and the conversation of AI. You know, it's technology. I mean, there's always some new thing that comes that a lot of people freak out about at first. You know, you'll see maybe some lawsuits come come about it, especially with this, the vocal stuff and people. I, I think un, Universal Music, if I'm not mistaken, they sent like a like takedown notices of Spotify for some some remakes of, you know, major artist records and things like that. Because, yeah, I mean, you just can't do that. So I think I think moving forward, when when you you think about intellectual property, you know, normally, you know, you see language like, you know, name, image and likeness. I think voice I, I, I don't think voice necessarily falls under the category of likeness and like image and things like that. So I think contractually i think we'll see a change in the language to make sure like voice and stuff is like clearly outlined as something that you know is a part of the ownership of of that intellectual property and someone's brand or a company's brand or whatever 
You've tried getting TV placements on your own. You've taken the courses. You've done the pitching. You've done the research and the studying. But for some reason, you keep hitting a brick wall and hearing no, and you don't know why. Well, one thing you need to know is that there's always a reason why. And it may be time for you to seek mentorship so you can find out exactly what's going wrong in your process. So I want to invite you to apply for my three-month producer mentorship program where you're going to learn how to implement my 60-day music licensing plan. You're going to learn how to increase the chances of your music getting placed and you're going to receive detailed music reviews prior to submissions to minimize publisher rejection. I'm going to walk through the entire process with you to get you to your first music licensing deal within 90 days. If you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to producermentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to producermentorship.com. That's producermentorship.com. Last time, producermentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show but i don't i know a lot of people are like yo like are you scared like ai is gonna take all the placements and i'm like no i'm not the way i see or view ai is as a tool you know to increase productivity optimize my workflow as a composer and figure out ways to use it to my advantage that is what i see ai as i don't see it as a threat you know me personally like i'm i'm a firm like i believe in god i believe god is the ultimate creator of everything right and i believe i'm created in god's image so if i'm created in the ultimate creator's image then obviously i was naturally created to be creative as well so there's no limit on my creativity because that's a part of who i am it's a part of what i am it's just a part of my DNA. I'm creative. So anytime there's like a threat to a job, like there's going to be the first ones that are going to lose their job is like the lowest level of impl implementation. You can see like Walmart has plans to just go straight, you know, straight automated. And the people who are going to lose a job is like the people at the, the bottom of the totem pole who who's just implementing things like anybody can come in and ring up a grocery item but you know who is the person like giving the ai giving ai you know directions and and you know prompts that can output the things that it needs to output it's going to be the people who are creative and then if it did take my job guess what i'm going to create another job i'm going to create something that gives value to other people so that you know, I, I, I'm still able to create income because like there's no limit on my creativity. So that's how I view it, man. Like I there's it can't it can't out create a person that's built to create or some. You know what I'm saying? Like I just it, it just it can't happen. So I don't I'm not threatened by it. I feel like it's a tool. I'm going to use it as a tool and I'm going to use it to get more done in less time. So I'm excited about it. Obviously, there's always going to be some negatives and some positives. You know, there's there's two sides to a coin. There's two sides to a piece of bread, no matter how you slice that joint. So there's going to be negatives. There's going to be people who use it for the wrong reasons. You just can't get around it. But, you know, the, the, the people who are who operate at a high level of creativity, they're going to use it to their advantage. So I feel like if you feel threatened by it, then you need to learn some high level skills and you need to start operating at a higher level of creativity 
so that you can learn how to use it to you know to take things to the next level so that's that's my my spiel on ai does commercial placements collect royalties as well yeah absolutely absolutely if it if it's on if it's being like used publicly such as tv you're owed a royalty unless you sign something that says otherwise so yeah on the commercial side if engineer is signed up with a pro and only does the engineer on the track does the engineer collect royalties only if as of right now only if it's like if you guys agree to that on a split sheet like if the engineers does some splits and they're like yo you know they get with the writers and they're like hey let's do excuse me let's give the engineer like 10 percent um then that's something that could that could be negotiated 100 percent. but then some sometimes you just get paid to engineer and then that's it question do you still own all your copyrights to music that are in the libraries because i want to know if you can still license those library tracks to others that come to you directly depends on the agreement it really depends on on the agreement with the with the library so i would definitely you know if if you if it's not clear in the agreement or you don't know where like where it is i would just hit up a entertainment attorney and then get that get that clarification because some do some don't and if it's signed to a library at the, at that point in time and it's an exclusive library and someone comes to you direct and wants to license it then technically you gotta you have to refer them to the library which is in your best interest because now you're gonna the library the publisher will make sure they negotiate for you make sure everything is you know the business and stuff is straight for you so you don't have to worry about that if it's non-exclusive then yeah you can go and license something on on your own directly as long as it's only signed to like non-exclusive publishers so yeah <clears throat> yeah no problem let's see i'm still polishing my skills but i look forward to taking your course absolutely I, I know, right? It, it was for sure. <laughs> Let's see. What what do you think about the guy named Ghost that took great Drake and another artist song, making money through AI? They took it down, but he's still making money from it. I think he's gonna owe people money because that's somebody else's that's somebody else's like intellectual property, man. Like somebody else's record. So you know, you just I mean you can't do that but that's what happens when you like you get into this new space of technology where the law isn't necessarily caught up to cover these things and and where like you know service providers like spotify isn't like you know they're not like paying attention to how this like stuff is being uploaded or what you know what i'm saying so now it's it's gonna push everyone to kind of level up it's gonna push companies to level up to start spotting this stuff it's going to cause like legislation to level up to make sure laws and stuff are like up to date as far as like all this new stuff that we have going on in our our industry so yeah did you ever find yourself once you developed your sound or once you developed your own mastering style creating tracks with similar melody or bass lines and when you did do you have a system used to help you break those times N no not really and then, I mean, sometimes, now I've never really struggled with that, but what I will do is use, I'll use the same sounds and just play a different melody 
but but no i know ne- i've never really struggled with you know with finding new melodies or, or bass lines or things like that how long does it take for a music publisher to register your instrumental with your pro it depends you know i, I mean i've seen it happen quick i've seen it take a few months so it depends it's different for everyone maybe a special meditation or music genre you listen to or even an art style that helps your creative side grow your production style as you do as an artist man shoot these the references of from the briefs that they send me that's usually what i'm listening to because i feel like if i mean that that's kind of that's just the client i'm serving so you know i'll create i only want to create something that i know is going to be used i don't really want to I don't want to waste a lot of time unless I'm just kind of create something that I want to create. And most of that stuff ends up like on my beat store. I'll just kind of, you know, vibe out on whatever I feel like vibing out on. But most times I'm tied up, you know, on working on specific projects that are asking for specific styles of music. So, yeah, I see somebody somebody pulled out the B3 organ. Let's go. Hammond Hammond was in the building at Nam, So yeah (laughs) when ai starts creating other ais that's when you worry man you sent an arrangement template of template to follow should we format our tracks to that template then submit those tracks to sing libraries or send them as is and let the sing library express the changes i would i would follow the template just to give yourself the best chance first and then once you get your foot in the door, then kind of, you know, play around with some some different things. Like, obviously, my template or my structure isn't the only structure that works for TV. But, you know, I would I would at least do something that, you know, that's been proven and that works for multiple producers. So at least start with that and then venture off into getting experimental and whatnot. November James, my guy in the building. I'm good, man. Was just talking to the people that we got we got a chance to link up at now, man. So super dope to see November James in the building. Does pros pay out for two B placements? Yes. Yes, they do. Um I seen some I seen some two B royalties on. Wait, did I see those yet? No, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen some, or did I? Maybe I think that may be too early. I think that was a. No, I think that was another one. I'll have to see. I have to double check because I know that Megan, the Megan and Prince Harry placement that I got that was like on TMZ. I think that aired on Tubi first. So. I don't think I've seen royalties for that yet because of when it got placed. So we'll have to see. But I feel like it would be just like any other streaming services, pennies <laughs> that you that you get from like Netflix and Hulu. It's it's a shame. Like I don't, they need to fix that. It's just ridiculously low. So, yeah, Kim, I hope all is well. Did I say what's up to you, Kim? I don't think I, I just like I just started seeing you in, in the chat. I don't think I said what's up. Hello, thank you for creating such a positive platform. Have you ever placed music on a TV commercial? If so, what is the typical initial payment and royalties thereafter? Thanks. I haven't gotten like a TV commercial. I did 
I did an ad thing, like a, an Adidas classic thing where they use my music for some type. I don't know if it was like some type of little series or something. But I think that was just digital media. And that one paid like 800 upfront sync. So, <clears throat> but as far as like TV commercial, no, that is still on the bucket list to land a TV, like an official TV, TV commercial. So that's going to be exciting. Y'all be the first to know when that happens. And then my members will probably be the, the first to see me actually produce the thing. I went for, I pitched for a couple. I pitched for, it was like a, a European car brand. That was like a six figure upfront fee. And then like a, a couple other ones. I had, I, I did one. I think it was like last month or like a couple months ago now. I don't know what the I don't know what the upfront fee on that one was, but definitely pitched for a few, but haven't landed a TV commercial yet. So looking forward to that. You would think there would be some automated system built into those programs to catch that some way. Yeah, you would think. And and I mean, I I think I think they can build it if it if it's not there. It's just now it's like, oh, okay, now this is a problem. Let's work on, you know, creating a solution for it in our in our tech. That's what I think it's it's more like it's not that the technology isn't there, it's just that it hasn't been a problem until now. So now they're probably gonna start looking into, you know, making sure the tech is up up to date with that stuff. So yeah. <clears throat> What's the max number of producers placed? on the same brief are there no limits i don't know that's a hard one to answer because i don't know how how many producers get placed on a brief like i can tell you like on an episode like you know i've seen episodes that had you know up to like close to 200 pieces of music used so i know that but to tell you how many got placed like just from one brief that is yeah i, I couldn't even tell you we <laughs> michael Connors says we need a flares family pro portrait that's hilarious what's up malcolm sounds for the new people coming in man we're doing live q a for the music is my business podcast so if you got a question about sync production business nam <laughs> any of that stuff drop it in the chat we're talking about it and then after after we wrap this joint up we going we doing live music reviews at nine, so that's gonna be dope. So yeah, no doubt. Kim said I'm about to go to sleep. Are you still doing a live or listening to music for TV plays? Because I told the producer to come and join. Absolutely, we will be going live in like. Well, we're live now, but after this live wraps up, we gonna go live and do get into the the music reviews. So for those who are here, make sure you stick around. I'll end this stream just because this is separate. It'll be the podcast, and then I'll hop back on to the stream for the live music review. So it's going to be dope. Excited to listen to some some new music. So, yes, indeed. I, I Like, why are L.A. roads so bad, though? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think I've, I've rode on, like, a smooth road my the entire trip. It was like I was I didn't expect that. Like I'm from the Midwest, like and I've I've rode on like way smoother roads in Ohio than I did 
on the west coast where it's like y'all don't even have like legit winter like why why are these streets this bad goodness so anyone that lives in la that can answer that please drop it in the chat because i'd like to know i do occasionally <clears throat> i do we create music tv was good did flair submit i don't even know i'm a yes flares did submit i just i seen it on my on my screen flares absolutely submitted indeed rest up kim appreciate you coming through yes we are back let's go man you know how we get down yeah we're back dude when i flew back i flew back sunday morning yo <laughs> i thought i was gonna beat the crowd at lax by leave by like being at the airport at four in the morning i'm like man ain't nobody's gonna be in this joint it's gonna be empty man i walked in that joint the i'm like i didn't have to check a bag thank god because yo if you had to check a bag dude that line was insane I was like, why? Why are so many people up? It's 4 a.m. It's like the middle of the night. Why are you here? That was interesting. So, yeah. I already know about Detroit. Man, I met somebody from Detroit, too. Yeah, Detroit. I <laughs> already know. Man, going up, coming from Toledo, going up to Detroit and back, up, going up 75, bro. Like, man, I thought almost tore my dang on like any anything that makes the vehicle operate underneath the vehicle like i was just like it's all gone like it's it no longer works after driving these streets it's crazy man <clears throat> always man i i yeah i just i was surprised because even atlanta with like atlanta being like the busiest airport like it ever like i feel like even atlanta has like you come at a certain time it's just gonna be like you know ain't nobody in that joint the people in la they was just like we will be up early today <laughs> it was just everyone's mission what's up immaculate lw says where is the november november james submission long overdue it's never never too late see noise never too late but the instructions will be on the the live stream once we once we start streaming in like 15 minutes for the the music reviews you'll see it in the description so yeah that's what's up yeah midwest it's like i feel like bad roles is expected in midwest in the midwest um on, on the west coast i was just i was surprised it's been like it's been like 15 years since i've yeah, it's been 15 years since I've been. I've been. I've, I was in Colorado, not that long ago. But those road, those roads weren't that bad. And Colorado gets gets snow, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm go over the filming details about the go Merc dudes and Call of Duty. <laughs> Somebody about to get that business. And Call of Duty from We Create Music TV. Indeed, man. Submit that joint, November. Hit a pothole and tore up my wheel and tire at the same time. Ah, 
man, that makes me cringe. Because that feeling, like, when you hit that, it's like those are certain potholes where it's just like, you know that joint did some damage. You just know. It's crazy. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to roadto10placements.com. That's road to the number 10 placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off at roadto10placements.com. Go enroll today they do like i feel like denver's is on it it was like we will not have bad roads like no matter what i respect that la is just like whatever deal with it as expensive as yo get i should have got shout out to my guy jay will who he thought he just thought and got an electric car for the weekend i didn't get an electric car i got like a, a regular car that takes gas and then I like I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I was in California, which is like has the highest gas prices on earth right now. So I'm sitting, I'm I'm, I'm filling the rental car back up, you know, before <laughs> before I take it back. And I'm like, I I only I barely used not even a half tank. And I got a small car, like it was a coupe. So like I, I fill it up, top it off. And then, you know, I look up to see the screen so I could print a receipt. And it turned <laughs> like $60. I'm like, yo, like, I, it wasn't even half a tank. $60? Like, I can fill up my truck from E to full for less than 60 bucks in Georgia. I was just like, wow, Cali, that's what, that's what y'all own out here, man. That is, that's crazy. I should have got a Tesla, man, because that was... I was surprised at that. Luckily, I mean, I didn't drive that much, but wow. Like, can you imagine somebody who's like literally like commute to work on a regular just having to fill that tank up? That's $120. Like, whoo. That's crazy. Immaculate says, I got paid for some music purchase on Pod 5. By some AI, by some AI company, they taking Immaculate's music already. Have you heard of that before? It was a part of data set. No, bro, like that's crazy. So, I wonder if they're like, are they paying for music? And like, yo, like we're gonna train the AI. We're just gonna buy the music this one time, train the AI, and then have it create. This is this is what this is what I wonder. And then what time is it? We got a few minutes. This is what I wonder. Or what I'm curious about, because, you know, again, earlier I was talking about kind of using AI to kind of, you know, increase output and just use it to le as leverage. But like when you create something using like when you create music using AI, is it taking like a bunch of like 
pre-made i don't know loops or whatever or is it creating original music every single time or is there like will there ever be a time where like if two people create a track using the same ai platform you know music creation platform there's a few of them out there will there will there ever be like a track or like a stem say like a, the piano part will there ever be a piano part that'll be the same that's what i wonder because if not then i like the leverage of that could be insane like from a from an output perspective like to be able to like knock out a bunch of ideas quick and then go in and finish them yourself and you know add your flavor to it but if there's that risk of something being exactly the same then it's like okay well what do we you know what do we do there because we don't want to create issues with like the publishers that we work with in sync right like if for whatever reason you know the same you know i solo a piano melody or whatever and then somebody else has that exact same piano piano melody so that's that's what i've been thinking about and i've been curious about because i'm at the I'm going to have to look into that. I don't know what the exchange rates are, but up here in Vancouver, we're paying $194 per liter, but $60 for a half tank is crazy. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I think it's like, listen, man, <laughs> I was talking to my guy in L.A., and I was like, bro, like, I'm going to go back home, and gas is going to practically be free. Like, it's like, what, $2 or something right now? I was like, bro, that joint is legit close to free. And then back in the day, like, you remember that joint was like 90 cents or something a gallon? Like, insane. I'll never complain about gas anymore. I just won't. So, okay, let's see. I found some info that they're partnered up with some AI company through Shutterfly. I was like, what's this? Yeah, I don't blame you. I think the AI takes those songs and deconstruct and re- a symbol inside their framework it has to be a super sampler because the sound comes from somewhere somewhere right yeah it, it's interesting so yeah that make that makes sense though because like yeah i mean it has to come from somewhere but i don't know i don't know or is it just like hey these are the notes create something randomly from the set set of notes or whatever i don't know it's it's all very very interesting and you know we'll i just i guess we just gotta we just gotta see we just have to see <clears throat> so yeah what other questions we have i probably got time for like a couple more and then we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back for the live music reviews so we can listen to some dope music because I'm excited. It's been two weeks since we reviewed some music to see if it's ready for sync. So, yeah. Filling up my grandmother's Ford Escort in the 90s for seven bucks, bro. Like, crazy, man. Like, seven dollars to fill up a tank. It's amazing. Remember those days. Yeah, man. Like, you used to be able to give somebody like five dollars and like boom like you're good you put five in the tank you can go some places you just listen you could and 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 in cali 
you put five in the tank, you still going to be stuck at the gas station. <laughs> like, it ain't going to even be enough to get a, a whole gallon. Oh, man. The needle won't even move. It's crazy. <clears throat> so, we are inter interesting times. Yeah, what else, ha what else happened at NAMM? Ran into Sanjay C and his wife. Super dope people. This content is fire. If y'all don't follow his YouTube channel, follow him. Man, listen, Khalil, I was on the wrong. I was somewhere. I don't know. I was in the fancy neighborhood or something because that joint was definitely almost $6. And then I think, and then I, I got on another side of LA and it was like, it was it was like a whole dollar and some change cheaper. I was like, wow, I filled up on the wrong side of town. <clears throat> but it was right where I was like dropping the car off. So I was like, yeah, it was like one of those convenience things. So, yeah. Fun stuff. I'm glad though, cause at first I was gonna I, I was gonna have an SUV, cause we was gonna we were gonna take the whole fam out, and then we kind of changed our mind on that, cause my wife has some stuff going on here, so she decided to stay back. So then I just went. So I was like, well, I don't need a a whole SUV, so I just got like a I just got a, a car, and then I was thinking back, like, man, I wonder what what would the price be to fill up a whole suv and i know if if we would have had the fan we would have probably drove a whole lot more uh so that would have been interesting the fingers this is the man this is the man that put the whole joint the, the whole panel together man shout out to the fingers make sure y'all follow him toss me into this live <laughs> what's good no doubt man appreciate you putting that joint together khalil you should have came through bro it was dope 135 see that's insane man best food you had in la i was just telling the people about those fries i was highly disappointed from that food truck man they put sugar on the fries like don't ever put sugar on fries unless it's a funnel cake fry it like it's meant to be sweet and i honestly like i don't know funnel cake isn't well if you put the 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 powdered sugar on there but it had sugar on the fries it was just not right it was not right for the taste buds best food i had in la hands down went to the, this barbecue spot what was the name of it man what was the name of it bledsoe's we went we went to bledsoe's i think it, i think it was somewhere in hollywood that was the that was the best food i had that weekend we had brisket super tender brisket cornbread mac and cheese what else cornbread mac yeah that was I th that was it cornbread mac and cheese brisket it was delicious so that was the best <laughs> clint's barbecue so yeah that was man i smashed that I can, I can go for some of that right now matter of fact checked out randy's donuts had a ridiculously massive donut i didn't know i didn't know it was going to be it was because there was like you had the donut menu and it's like, you know, donuts, donuts, donuts. Then it was like this premium section. So I'm like, OK, let's see what a premium donut tastes like. So I got this donut. It was called it was just like Texas glaze. 
I'm like, all right, let's get the Texas glaze. It's like I, I thought in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe it was like a way Texas glaze their donuts. Like, I don't know. Let's try it. So I get the Texas glazed donut and then I get like, you know, one of their just regular size donuts, which is still a pretty decent thick donut. <laughs> Open the box when I got to the crib. And this don't man, I, I think I got a picture of it. Dude, this donut was the size of my face. Like to to put things in perspective, like, you know how you get a donut box, right? That can fit like, you know, at least, I don't know. It could probably fit, you know, a dozen donuts. Their donuts, maybe a half dozen, you know, six to eight donuts. The Texas glazed donut took up half of the box. Dude, I was eating that donut all day. Like, it was just, there was no way. Look at this, man. So this is this is the donut. This is the donut next to one of their quote unquote regular size donuts. And then that's just like a regular donut box. It was massive. It was good though. But like this could feed a family. <laughs> like this could be dessert for like my entire household. That's how big this thing was, and my fat self just devoured the whole thing. Yep. <clears throat> so I'll be back in the gym uh, starting starting next week. We'll we'll get we'll get back into the the gym routine, so I don't feel as guilty. Um, listen, that, <laughs> the donut was cheaper than the gas. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> two two hundred dollar donut man saturn literally saturn that's the size of that donut saturn it's crazy so yeah man it was crazy they had some crazy creations though like i'm not the type to like you know i mean they had donuts with like you know all types of different cereals and m&ms i'm like yo that's too much like i'm not that'd be listen be somewhere passed out from like <laughs> sugar overload <laughs> yo it's just it's too much man i like i let the kids eat that man that is not for me give me give me give me just a nice basic glazed donut and i'm good so that's it man all right <laughs> i gotta end this stream because the other stream is supposed to be starting so shout out to everybody man that came through we are about to start the next live which is live music review, seeing if your music is ready for TV. So I'm going to end this joint, but stay on the channel because then I'm going to start the other joint because, like I said before, this is separate, and we're going to dig into these music reviews. So definitely be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and hit that bell icon so you know exactly when new content drops. And, yeah, I'm out. I'll see you in, like, three minutes. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.